RJ, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. What did you think of that game last night? It looked pretty good for you guys. Oh, yeah. Just another day. Just another day. <laughs> just another game where you play 10 minutes, score seven points, and don't miss a shot and win by 20-plus. Just another day at the office for Richard Jefferson. Yeah, I was trying to get the double digits, but Coach didn't want to play me too many extra minutes. Kind of selfish if you ask me. <laughs> Well, you know, it's interesting that you're, uh, you know, you're going toe-to-toe with the Celtics um, for the number one seed, and um, you're also working on this asthma campaign for uh, Boston Scientific. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, no, it's, it, you know, thank you again for, for taking the time out to let me, you know, tell this story. Uh, it, it's something that uh, I'm pretty passionate about. It's uh, as was something that I've dealt with for most of my life. And, um, you know, early on in my life, like I said, I've been hospitalized with asthma. And then um, as I got older, it kind of grew out of it. But once I got to the NBA, it was something that, you know, started to slowly affect me uh, again. And then in about year 10, it started to be, become difficult. And so, um, you know, I, I had, you know, started to research and trying to find something if there was uh, new stuff out and, um, you know, when I was searching it, I was just looking for anything, and I was searching. Uh, I think I found a clinical trial, and now uh, there's uh, BTforAsthma.com uh, that has um, all the information about the procedure and, and how simple it is. And um, without this procedure, and w- without um, you know the, the the people that that have helped me, I don't, I don't know if I would still be playing today. And you would have been working for TNT in some capacity or ESPN? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I told you. I, I think I want to go. I want to go the Michael Strahan route. I'm, I want to go. I want to go work uh, for a, a network and talk about other stuff than just basketball. But um, yeah, well, whoever hires me first, they can they can have all of my services. So you like like the uh, you like like the G, GMA uh, kind of setup where it's a lot of pop culture then. Yeah, yeah, that that's more me, and 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 that's you know, and that's I I think for me that's more fun than just basketball. Uh, that again, you know, that you get to talk to more people, you get to affect more people, you get to have more, uh, uh, you just get to touch more people, and, and that's something that you know I grew up in. Um, you know, um, my my parents being you know Christian missionaries and and, and traveling the world doing uh, you know their mission work and. You know that's why uh, you know when Boston Scientific came to me and t- told me about uh, what they're doing and, and how uh, I can help uh, other people, it was a no-brainer. I I, I joke with them and tell because I did this. I didn't contact them. I did this purely on my own. I didn't tell my team. I didn't tell anyone. And so I really was like, what took you guys so long to call? Uh, you know, because I'm all about being an advocate for this. Uh, it, it was something that, uh, like I said, it, it's it's. A passion, a passionate thing for me because I know how asthma affected my life, affected people around me, um, and you know how it, it really you know, you know changed the, the the direction of my career. Richard, what is thirty uh, six year old Richard Jefferson like versus rookie Richard Jefferson? Uh, I used to drink a lot more. I used to drink a lot more. <laughs> I used to party a lot more. I was a rookie. I was a rookie living in New York City. Um, you know, we were going to the NBA Finals. Now, 
I sit and watch, you know, cartoons with my with my kid and try and get him not to destroy stuff. That that's pretty much the difference now. So uh, I'm a mild mannered. I still I still have fun, but I just a, a mild mannered individual. Now. It is it is amazing. You're like us old guy. Paul, he's like us. We're like getting older and, and this is now our life where it's like T V and not going out on Thursdays. Yeah. Oh man, I know. And and you know, unfortunately, I still hang out with uh, very, very young guys on my basketball team. So when we're on the road, they try and get me to go out, and I just let them know that you know this is the only time I get sleep because I have a two-year-old and a three-month-old at my house. So I need to sleep <laughs> on the road. Uh, but uh, no, my my teammates are my teammates are are very um, outgoing, and so I, I I try and keep up with them. Paul, Joe, he's the, falling asleep on the couch just like us when he's at home. Listen, he has that at nine he's, o'clock. He's living that three month old life like I am. That's right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's off. That's it's yeah. The second one's really whooping our ass. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, I thought you were ready. You know, you're never ready. The first one is ah, uh, you know, you got 19 hands. Everybody trying to help. The second one, it's like. I call home sometimes, and I just hear crying in, in two different tones, and I just say, I'll call you back. <laughs> yeah, so. See you next yeah, week, honey, and people, after the road yeah, trip. RJ, and people so, do disappear, uh, don't they? Like, all the people that were helping uh, with the first one, they all disappear after the second uh, one comes. Oh, yeah. My mom comes and wants to see the baby, and then just, she just wants to see the baby. She doesn't want to change a diaper or help, and it's just, she's like, oh, here you go. It's like, thanks. Thanks for all the help. So, uh, no, it, it's fun. It's awesome. I wouldn't change it for the world um, unless you offered the world. Then, yeah. <laughs> then we'd have a serious negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> or a spot on GMA. Yes. Um, Richard, you mentioned that your parents were Christian missionaries. Um, when did you know that you were really good at basketball? And if you had grown up in the era of specialized sports like now, would it have worked out, you know, considering their travel schedule? Well, my parents, they, they, they traveled quite a bit when I was young. I want to say in elementary school and junior high. And basketball was something that I gravitated towards. It wasn't necessarily them. Uh, part of it was because, I, you know, we didn't have very much money. Uh, so I could I would have played every sport, Little League, Pop Warner. Uh, I did track and field. That was, you know, people see me reverse dunking and going the other side of the rim. A lot of that is just because I grew up doing high jump. Uh, that was probably the first thing that I did in track and field. And uh, so that just allowed me to just kind of have a very good uh, feeling for having my back turn and turning my body and, and having body control. Uh, but, no, I, I think specialized sports are, are overrated. I, I think uh, it's something that I think at a time, at a certain time, you should you should pick your specialty. But growing up very early on, you should play everything all the time. Uh, play every sport. I, I think when you get to about high school, I would narrow it down to one or two, and then by whatever time you want to, if you are a kid that's in that position, by the time you get to your junior or senior year and it's time to college scholarship or it's time to focus, then I would switch to one. Uh, but prior to that, I would I would go I would play every sport to high school, pick you know one or two in high school and then one going into my senior year. But the sports specialties, there is no, there is not many athletes out there, you know, uh, that would talk about, oh yeah, I only played one sport and it was awesome and I never wanted to play anything else. Right. 
Richard, I want to ask. Anything? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, Richard, I want to ask you about this podcasting thing. Uh, and you recently had LeBron. I wondered if LeBron, you have to twist his arm, you have to beat him in some sort of bet or something to get him on, or do you feel like he's just like I'll, I'm going to throw these guys a bone because they're my teammates? I think it's neither. I, I think our, our, you know, I think we have a mutual respect for each other. We're, we're you know, I, I think we're closer than just teammates. Uh, I think if you look at Braun and, and what he's done from the multimedia standpoint of movies and uninterrupted and television shows, uh, he is a guy that is very adamant about getting out his story the way he wanted. Uh, I think Channing and I, he enjoys the fact that we are kind of the comic relief for the team. So when we told him we were doing a podcast, and he wasn't one of our first guests. Uh, Kyrie had been on the podcast. Uh, Kevin had been on the podcast. And so once I think we started to have success, I think he um, he he definitely noticed it, and, and he wanted to come on. And he's been on, I want to say he's been on three times, okay. maybe more, mainly because it, it, it's just we, we have a good time. We don't just talk basketball. Right. You know, we, you know we, talk about, we talk about his kids. We talk about his favorite cartoons. We talk about his shoes. And we do the same thing with all of our teammates. And um, I, I think all of these guys have really enjoyed the, the you know, the road tripping podcast mainly because uh, it gives us an opportunity to tell our own story and to kind of tell our narrative in, in a way that that's never been put out there uh, for, for people to hear and listen to. Uh, Paul, it sounds like Richard is going to get a job from LeBron after this, some sort of variety show <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if Ron's going to be able to afford me when I'm done. <laughs> uh, and he's got, he's, he's got a lot of money. So um, he's got a lot of money. But, I, I, yeah, I'm going to try and go network first. And so uh, I don't know if a variety show is um, is in LeBron's uh, cards. But uh, I have a feeling that uh, hopefully I'll be on the, on the short list. But yeah. well, we'll see. I do love the game show he has. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is very, very cool. Uh, I'm not a game. Sh- I I don't know if I can do a game show, but I, I think something pop culture esque would be would be closer to my wheelhouse. Well, we're excited for that, Paul. I know this is yeah. uh, right up your alley—a basketball conversation with a twist of GMA uh, thrown in. You love that. <laughs> so, any final words for Richard? Yeah, RJ. I wanted to ask about the dunk contest you were in in 2003. And okay. just the what the experience was like. Is it is it sort of nerve wracking to be a guy oh. in front of you know thirty thousand people, just everyone looking at you compared to actually being in the flow of a game, trying to come up with creative dunks? Yeah, you know what it was, man. There's a lot of different things that go into this. Yes, it is. It is one of the most nerve wracking things uh, because all of a sudden there's millions of people watching on TV. There's twenty five thousand people in the arena, and then it just goes dead silent. And right. Like everyone, everyone's waiting on you. And uh, I've always taken pride in, in uh, I am probably a much better game dunker just through creativity mm-hmm. and than I am just put me on a, you know, put me on a stage. But no, it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. Uh, I wish I hadn't partied as much as I did in Atlanta uh, the two days prior. Maybe I would have had some <laughs> legs, but uh, it was awesome. It was fun and, and, and I enjoyed it. So uh, I, I just add that kind of to the bucket list of things that I was fortunate enough to do. I wish I would have won, but, uh, you know, things happen. Well, Richard, uh, final, yeah, go ahead, Paul. question, RJ. Can you tell us the tattoo story? When did you get the tattoo? It's it's one of the oh, most. Oh, I got it. I, 
singular yeah. tattoos out there. Yeah, one of the most iconic, funny tattoos out there. Yeah, no, I got the tattoo. I got the tattoo when I was a, 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 a senior in high school. I went on my visit. Uh, Mike Bibby was going to go get a tattoo. He was at Arizona, and yes. he asked if I wanted to go, and I was trying to be cool. And he said, "Just get one too." And I was like, "All right." He paid for it, which is probably a violation of some sort. Uh, <laughs> but I got it. At, you know, everyone gives me. I have. I actually have lots of other tattoos. And, and people were, you know, people were like, oh, this and bad. I was like, listen, there are a lot of bad to- tattoos floating around, just guys covering them up with full sleeves, you know. I was like, well, I, I just haven't, I, you know, I haven't really had the time or just the patience to, to go all around and, and, and finish it up. But uh, I'll probably at some point in time adjust it. But, you know, tattoos, and, and, and I think, you know, for me personally, it takes me back to an experience. It takes me back to a place. I got it literally when I committed to Arizona, which was, you know, you look back, I look back on my life and it's one of the defining moments of my life and the decision to go play for Lute Olsen and, and what it, the impact it's had on my life. So even time I look at it and I'm like, what was I thinking when I was 17 years old? Uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. Awesome. Look at, I mean, look at Miles Simon. He's hosting shows now. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. I, I look at all of these guys and, and the impact that these guys have had. Like I said, Strahan, uh, Miles Simon, uh, Jason J. Williams does a great job. So all of these guys that, that you know, post-basketball days ha- have uh, gone on to do uh, some awesome things. So, guys, I just want to thank you guys for, for taking the time to let me tell uh, my story, and, and um, hopefully we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Richard. Thank you, Richard. Right, thank Appreciate you it. All right. No That's Bye. thanks, Danielle. Thank, thank you. Thank you. All right, that was Richard Jefferson of your Cleveland Cavaliers telling us about uh, a variety of things. Paul, fifteen minutes of interview. <laughs> that was good. Probably I went love over. the tattoo story. Great finish with the <clears throat> tattoo story. I was a little. I was a little. Uh, you were nervous. No, I wasn't nervous. I'm a little like burnt out of the whole athlete interview thing. Uh, but Richard is uh, a guy that you actually want to talk to. Some of these guys won't give you a damn quote. But this guy, he'll actually tell you that he got too drunk at the uh, All Star game, and uh, that's what took his legs <laughs> out. So. I appreciate that. It brings my day around a little bit and uh, adds a little vibrance to my day, if you know what I mean. Adds a little, a little fiber. Yeah, it wakes me up a little day. bit. I kind of the weather sucks. It's forty mile per hour winds and snow in April, and uh, I need a Richard Jefferson story to get me going. So that's good. Yeah, you do. You, today you definitely sound like a guy with two kids on the wrong side of forty. Yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I know how Richard feels. I know how he feels. Just kind of like, yeah, I think I'll take a day off. Need a vacation. Yeah, take a, take a vacation. No, it is, it is kind of cool, stuff. though. I, I, it is kind of cool that they have a podcast where they just they hole up in a hotel room and they just turn on a mic, and there is a format. They have Allie Clifton, the sideline reporter for Fox Sports Ohio, or it's Sports Time Ohio, I believe, in Cleveland. And, you know, she hosts it, so it's not like – just two guys just talking into a mic. There is some sort of functionality to the whole thing. And these guys, and he's right, because I'll listen to it from time to time, Road Tripping, the podcast from Richard Jefferson and uh, Channing Fry. And uh, it's good. It's it's like the teammates come on and they just talk random stuff. So that's what we love about it. 
And I was really surprised, Paul. I was really surprised to hear him say that he was not thinking of going the basketball route. When did he say that? At the very beginning. When I said, are he, you, when I said, are you thinking about, Oh, you mean as far as announcing? Yeah. TV. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I yeah. was thinking, uh, I was thinking for sure, like an ESPN kind of thing or TNT, yeah. but there's no real spots on TNT. So, uh, there should be, they need to recycle those guys. And but, and the tournament coverage was terrible. Are, Get rid you, of Kenny Smith. I'm just going to say, well, it. yeah, I, yeah, I think Kenny just works well with Barkley. That's why he's, He's always been there. But you put Richard Jefferson on, let's say, Kelly. Live with Kelly. Live with Kelly oh, and Richard. That's a good tandem. Live with Kelly and Richard. You'll have, I like you'll, you'll have the Today Show beating on Richard Jefferson's door. They oh, need, for sure. When he's these, done, actually gets another chip this year. Well, you know what I mean is you get these guys where they they can talk sports, but yet – they're like funny guys, pop culture guys, and that that's a hard combination to find. A good a good man is hard to find, Joe. Where that's what my uh, mom told. Me. Yeah, so so that's uh, that's my whole thoughts on this whole thing. What about you? Any final thoughts? Another, I just love it. I I wanted to ask the dunk contest question because it's so weird that when you're watching on TV, it looks so exciting and highly produced. But when you're at one of those, it's pretty boring and. The concept of having one guy on the court in front of you know roughly thirty thousand people, based on the venue, um, how can people get into that? It's hard to connect with it when you're on site. So um, I could just imagine where there's no game flow to get into, where it becomes a really <laughs> one one on everyone type scenario, and you've got to be really creative on the spot and then execute it. So. Um, Interested to get some insight there. And again, this, this is the tattoo. I, I'm really glad to know the tattoo story. Uh, and asthma. And don't forget asthma. Yeah, don't forget asthma. I didn't even know he had asthma. I didn't know the whole story. I didn't, I didn't know either. I didn't know he was going to – I thought he was going to retire because he was kind of like, I'll just go out on top. Didn't didn't yeah. know anything about asthma. Could have easily done it. So, And, and now he's, he's a guy our age, and he's uh, raising kids. And how about this? He, he – his career was resurrected by just barely playing in games for LeBron. Like last year, I mean, he can't—he came out of nowhere, and he's the bench player, and mm-hmm. he played. Well, he did have to play a lot more later in the year, but this year he's not. He, he doesn't, did like last night. What'd you say? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Three of three yeah. from the floor. Yeah, a couple uh, million bucks. But he's like, yeah, he's like, he's a great spot player at this point in his career. And uh, Cavs look tough, man. They smoked Boston last night. Smoked Boston. Everybody's saying how they're kind of they're back. They're back. If you they know, lose that game, everybody's saying, they're oh in big man, trouble. they're in trouble. If they lose that game by twenty, they're in big instead trouble. Instead of winning it, yeah. Well, I like no, no I, I and I, like, you know how I, I am. Had that narrative. Yeah, you know how I am. <laughs> I I hate regular season NBA because. They don't you really do. matter. And then I always say, wake me up in May. Well, I and I and in the East, I say, wake me up when it's the Eastern Conference Finals because they're going to smash whoever. You know, they're gonna, people are trying to build up the uh, build up Washington. And yeah, the yeah, Celtics. Yeah, Washington looked good about a month ago. The Celtics are there. But last night, what happened? You know, 
it's and they've looked great all year. That was have, disappointing. They they're they're one of the more entertaining teams to watch because they they're great passing. They play a a team style of basketball that a lot of teams just don't even bother attempting to play anymore. They just couldn't hit shots last night. So that's a a disappointing game for them. But yeah, I mean you're right. I mean the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean that's where you're most of the intrigue is going to be. It sure looks like the Cavs will just burn through whoever's in front of them. Well, I, I mean, I was, the eight seed, like the Bulls, right? They're not. Well, going no, to give them yeah, anything. I was looking at. I was doing a post on the Charlotte Hornets dancers the other day, so I took a mm-hmm. I took a look at the standings, and the Hornets are what are they? Six games under five hundred, and they're, uh, yeah, they're out of it. Yeah, no, they were like one game out of eighth place. They were are one, they in ninth? They were They're one. More... They were one game out of ninth or out of eighth place, the other day, and I'm like, okay. this is the East, this is the East, and you're telling me that the Cavs get to line up against one of these teams in the first round? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's no intrigue, <laughs> right? There, that's the thing. Well, the intrigue is if it's late. Who's gonna or, get in? If somebody gets, yeah, who's gonna? Yeah, that's so intriguing. <laughs> Um, so whoever get, gets to get blown out in the first round, uh, yeah. So, so that, that's just, that's my whole thing with the NBA. And I, in, listen, I'm not like you. I'm not in the sport. I guess if I had kids watching all the time, how, that's another yeah. thing is uh, in the East, you can't have a kid stay up till 10 o'clock at night watching NBA. No, but all the East games start earlier. Yeah. Seven start, o'clock you know. the, with the timeouts and everything. You know how it is. You can't have a kid up till 10. <laughs> Right. So there's way too many timeouts. I wish they'd get rid of them. Well, that's you're in the central. You get that game early. That's nice. Mm-hmm. That's real nice. Yeah, for you, I mean, the games aren't starting till 7:30. For me, they're starting at 6:30, and that hour makes a difference it when you does. got a 9 p.m. bedtime. It does. Big difference. Uh mm-hmm. so anyway, I'll let I'll let little BC stay up uh when we get to the Eastern Conference Finals and he can care then. But for now, we have what? Four game, maybe three games left in the regular season. Yeah, right around so there. So we're almost the done. I think it's it, it, next week is it, right? Yeah, yeah. The playoffs, I believe, start on the fifteenth. All right, good. So that's when we can start caring about the NBA and start uh, caring and start listening to the Richard Jefferson podcast because uh, don't be afraid to care, Joe. It's going to be a long playoff run. All of uh, you know, half of April, May. God, it goes like mid June. Get into June. Mid June. Holy yeah. shit. So you got two months of playoffs uh, going on forty see, that's games. The thing. 40 I can't nights. commit I can't commit six months and then two and a half more months. I need give me the two and a half months. <laughs> I love it. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Get that league pass. Get those local broadcasters and local commercials. It'll change your whole perspective. All right. Uh we're going to dump this out. I got Masters on the TV. I got Masters on the iPad. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's going. It's Masters Day. So I'm going to get out of here. And uh, we're going to get this podcast online as quick as we can. So it's not uh, dated. Right, Paul? Another great interview, Joe Kinsey. All right. That's, uh, that's it. Another Milk Clock podcast here on Bus Coverage.